and we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, we've been focusing completely on the NBA Finals of 2019. Uh, we fully cover the NBA, NFL, and sometimes UFC. We'll be broadening out the subject after this point, uh, after the results that happened Wednesday, June 13th, uh, where the Raptors played the Warriors in Oracle Arena. Now, the Raptors won 114-110, to 110, uh, which completed the series. The Raptors have now won the NBA Finals and also killed the hopes of a three-peat for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, now, uh, I do, of course, want to go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex, and uh, Mohammed, go ahead and say something. Uh, just want to say hey to all the listeners out there. Tune in for the news. We're now going to be uh, publishing a new episode every Sunday. Uh, so it'll be now once a week where before we're doing it after each game. Uh, but now we're going to jump straight into our first subject because we have a lot to cover here. A lot has happened in the NBA world. Uh, now to review the game, like I said before, the Raptors won 114 to the Warriors 110, but there were many storylines story uh, when it came from being missing, uh, not having uh, Kevin Durant to Clay Thompson getting hurt and tearing his ACL in the uh, final game, game six in Oracle. Uh, but uh, do you feel sorry for the Golden State Warriors? And is this the end of their dynasty? Well, first off, uh, this is the end of the Warriors dynasty. And second, I do feel sorry for the Warriors. At first, I didn't because they had been dominating for so long. It's not like I was like, hey, I'm glad they're getting hurt. It was more like, yeah, well, you know, things happen. But yeah. <laughs> it just keeps piling on. So, you know, I do feel bad for him, especially like Clay Thompson, because out of all of the players on the Warriors, he was my favorite player. Yeah, uh, and yes, and I, I was hoping he would be able to test the free agent market. But with this injury, a lot of things are going to change. Uh, I do also think this is the end of their dynasty. Uh, they have now limped and all the way to this finish line. They, they really can't make that three-peat, but they do have three rings. Uh, but just to break down the game, uh, what's some of the big highlights from the game there? I would say that the big highlights are really the misfortunes of the the Warriors. Yeah. And also, I mean, the all of the role players stepping up for the Raptors, they all did a great job for the, for the most part. I mean, they had four people with over 20 points. It's, it was all a team effort as far as the Raptors side. I agree. Uh, the, it should be shared, but of course we uh, had Kawhi Leonard to be the MVP of the NBA Finals. Uh, now the Warriors, they've lost all four games against the Raptors in Oracle Arena. They didn't have much luck, and which unfortunately was the last time they would play inside Oracle. Um, now, uh, of course, we feel a little sorry for the Golden State Warriors, and this, it, I do appear to be the end, uh, especially with the fact that Klay Thompson uh, tore his ACL in a very unfortunate accident in Game 6. And, uh, of course, they were to come up with this ugly, ugly, ugly nickname, Game Game six, Clay, which I really wasn't catching on to, but hey, he really went off 
So even just going into the third quarter where he got hurt, he scored 30 points, even tore his ACL and went out and scored two more points because he knew he could not return to the game. Uh, now, how do you feel about these misfortunes and all these injuries of the uh, Warriors? I feel like this is really going to affect them in the future. Uh, as far as next season for them, uh, I don't think we should count them out, but they, they're just not going to be the same team. This is a very tired team that's been to the finals five, about five times in a row. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they're mentally tired, physically tired. And just the summertime, that's not going to be enough. And you can include those injuries with Kevin Durant, who's probably going to be gone anyway. And then Klay Thompson, which I, even before his injury, I thought he was still going to stay. And I think he's he's going to stay. Um, so they're just going to be a different team. And I say they might squeak in seven seed, six seed, something like that. Yeah, I think I still think they make the playoffs next year, but it's going to put a whole lot more onus on what their other superstar can do. We're going to go ahead and shift the spotlight towards Curry, which he was all of he, well before game six, he was all of seven in his career on go ahead field goals in the final 20 seconds of a playoff. So he, he hasn't been very clutch pretty much his entire uh career if you're holding him by LeBron standards or any clutch standard uh, where in uh, taking that last shot. Now throw to throw in uh, game six where he also missed a go-ahead shot. He is now 0 for 6, sorry, 0 for 8 and go-ahead field goals in the last 20 seconds. Now how do you feel this has uh, affected Curry's image after this series and after this game six? I think uh, it, it it will kind of affect the way people look at him just a little bit, not completely, because I feel like they're going to be not looking for him for the last shot when it comes to playoffs. Now, I've seen him make shots in regular season, but as far as playoffs, he's never been that guy to step up and hit that game-winning shot. And he's also had the luxury of always having other players do other things like assist, rebound. Um, Pretty much fill in the blanks. Yeah, um, have a second second score that would score a good bit along with him. I'm not discrediting his his status that he's built, but this people might look at him just a little bit differently after this finals, especially when they see that he's not going to have Clay Thompson for a while or Kevin Durant. He's not going to have him. It's just basically going to be him and Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I did want to see, but I didn't want to see it happen this way. I wanted to see it so that KD would just leave, go to another team, possibly the Knicks, and then Clay to go to possibly the Lakers or any other team just to see whether he can really make it like these other stars who've uh, broken up from the band and now have uh, – been successful like James Harden. But with these injuries, I really feel both are going to re-sign. Uh, Kevin Durant's going to end up out for a full year. Clay is going to take at least six to eight months on that, on that end. At best luck, they come back for the playoffs next year. And that's a long, far hope uh, for both of them to be back in, the, in such a time. But um Unless you have anything more to talk about that, I, I think I want to go ahead and move on to the next subject, which is Kawhi's legacy and uh, Golden State's future. Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of leading into Golden State's future. Yeah, yeah. You, you can move on. 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, go ahead, uh, dive straight in. What do you see Golden State's future being? We're gonna just gonna start with that one and then go into the Kawhi. Okay. As far as their future, I feel like they this their dynasty is over. They will no longer be just the the like Space Jam monsters. No, they won't. The Looney Tunes. They they will not be that anymore. <laughs> they are I'll going it would to be take the Jordan like player to uh to beat the Monsters. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Um so they they won't be that anymore. They won't be this towering figure that's just unreachable. And I, really the the West is wide open now that this has happened. Really the whole NBA. The the Warriors, they will probably still be a quality team, but you won't see that complete quality until Another two years, almost basically. I see. I, I agree, and they'll have they'll they'll really get credit if they do win any time going forward after this point. Yeah, as presently constructed, uh, um, Warriors. Let's say I don't think Equidollar makes it that far, but we never really know with him. He makes it. He keeps uh, coming back each season. But let's say in two years now, you have uh, still Draymond Curry. Clay and Katie there. They'll get a whole lot more worth on them winning that championship uh, if they did win it uh, going forward after these injuries and after this. But it took, it's crazy that it took Kawhi to even the playing fields of all basketball standards. And I, like, was it just me or did you feel the energy of happiness the day after they lost? Uh, like, all was right in the world. <laughs> It was no. like Thanos. It, it was sitting, sitting on his uh, throne, peace with the world. And then uh, Kawhi just comes and chops off their head. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna chop off the uh, the faith of the uh, the Toronto Raptors. But it, we'll get into uh, that too. But when, when I what I feel about Golden State's future, it, it's it's gonna be a, a long road towards the success they used to see. Uh, and they're going to be in a new building. They're going to have to really earn uh, their wins in this new building. It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, this it's going to take a lot for them. Um, I feel like they, they, they're definitely going to take a step back. But what was your question? I, I don't think I answered that question. Well, we were talking about uh, Kawhi's legacy and Golden State's future. So we're, we are uh, segmenting towards um, Kawhi's legacy because what's on the other end of Golden State's loss is Kawhi's uh, ascendance towards greatest possible player in the NBA. Uh, now, there's heavy debates after he's won a championship in the East and also in the West, won a championship within one year of getting traded to a team he didn't even actually plan on being on and win. Uh, now, he's he, in certain people's minds, he's been ascended to those positions of of being the best player in the league at this time. Uh, a lot of people are going to have debates about that, especially me as a LeBron fanatic over here. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that uh, Kawhi's legacy has made, taken a giant boost from this championship. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he's been boosted up into basically an all-time great at this point. You yeah. have, even though the Warriors, they were hurt, you have taken down a dynasty and it's always going to be looked at as that. Oh, um, he took I, down two, not just one, but two. Well, and this legacy, I think this is, one is bigger. 
I, well, I think it's bigger, but I think paired together, they make they look really, really good together. Uh, the two championships uh, because he does it during a certain era. He ends a whole decade because following next year, it's going to be the 2020 championship. He is the last championship of this decade. He gets two out of this own decade, and he won two of them against the uh, biggest powerhouses of this decade. So he does get, honestly, uh, from right now, just seeing with my rose-colored glasses, he gets bumped into the top 15. I don't know who, who gets bumped out, though. Ooh, I... I don't know about can you that. Deny, can you deny him the top 15? Yeah, I think you can. I mean, I think we should wait to look back and reflect. I, uh, I, agree. Not, I agree. We are caught up fast. in a moment. We are caught up in a moment. But just to kind of give you a couple of numbers that may change your mind, Kawhi is now third in points and over a playoff uh, stretch. Uh, he was in competition to possibly uh, pass LeBron, LeBron and also Michael Jordan. He now sits, since the fight playoffs are over, he sits at 732, which is third all time in points over a playoff uh, stretch. Now, LeBron is about, he's 16 points ahead of him, which is 748, so he's pretty safe there, unless he has a great tear of a playoffs and his future here. And uh, Jordan sits at 759, which is not too much above LeBron, which is only 11 points. Uh, he, he passed Kareem at 125 to be at 732 right now. How do you feel about what he's actually done in these playoffs? He's went through Philly, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and now Golden State. It's probably one of the best playoff runs ever when you really think about it, especially just looking at Mm -hmm. what players he played against and looking at what their futures might be. I mean, we'll we'll see what they become like Ben Simmons, uh, Joel Embiid and Giannis. We'll see what they all become. And this one, this championship might look even better just looking further down the road. This is really one of the best playoff runs ever. I definitely agree, and I didn't really think of this till the, right at this moment. But he, it kind of makes it feel like he shut his uh, the door on a older age of basketball. Not not really, because they they've ushered in the new. LeBron has ushered in the new along with uh, Kyrie, but it's like uh, Kawhi came in to shut that door a little bit more because uh, Golden State is not going to look the same. We just know they're not going to look the same, no matter if they have the same players or not. And we we also know that LeBron is on the later part of his career. He has gotten a little help because of breaking news. Of course, he's gotten Anthony Davis in a trade with the Lakers, but that is further news uh, from what we are uh, talking about now. We're talking about uh, Kawhi's legacy and who he actually went through to get it done. Yeah, um, he he really went. That's This is a, a great playoff run. Um, and I didn't realize that he scored that many points. I know you kept updating us, but man, that's, that's a really great feat. I think. And it seemed like he really didn't do a lot when it came to like, it it seemed like it in certain games that he scored a good amount of points, but it didn't seem he, he, he's such a cold-blooded Kawhi player that everything evens out. Everything still becomes, uh, at a great level overall because he's doing what's right for the plays in that game. 
Yeah, and I also think one thing is we, we didn't notice because he's not a type of player that always has the ball in his hand. So sometimes you just don't notice it. You look at the stats at the end of the game, and he has, what, about 35 points, 12 rebounds, and about five assists. You're like, where did this yeah, come from? It's a little bit of sneakiness of, like, the KD factor. KD is a walking 25 easy. You wouldn't know when he scored at 25. You're like, when in the world did he score 20? Uh, but uh, we're going a little bit off. So, but I want to pull it back in with, do you think Kawhi stays in uh, Canada, in Toronto, or and if he doesn't, what is a good fit for him? What team is a good fit for him? I think it's, it's still really 50-50 if he stays or not. I know he loves probably playing with these guys and everything. But you also have to think he had to put a lot of the um, – he had, he had to put a lot of the weight on him as far as scoring and just doing everything. And I'm not sure if he wants to have to do that all the time when you really think about it. So yeah. he just might end up really just leaving. And I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you, you persuade me a little bit more. And maybe the news has persuaded me a little bit more. But I, I think it might have been you. You've uh, persuaded me a little bit more to think he really would uh, leave Canada. Because I, I thought he really couldn't. Like, who gets offered so many things and really can turns it out? And why am I saying who? Because Kawhi is that person who would get all of these things and turn it down. That's the, He is that type of person. Um, he even left the uh, MVP trophy sitting right on the um, stand after his interview, post-game interview. Completely forgot it. Completely <laughs> forgot it. Like, like, honestly, completely forgot it. Uh, but to... To, to say whether he's going to stay or not, I agree. It is a 50-50 flip right now and might be leaning outside of that. Uh, but since we've addressed whether that we are, it's really a, up in the air or whether he's going to actually stay in Toronto, then what uh, teams would be a good fit with the new playing field? And like I said before, now uh, the Lakers do have uh, Anthony Davis. We're going to work into that next. Wow, would would he want to go to to the Lakers? I I don't think so at this point. Um, I think a a great place for him to go would be his the other team in L.A., which is the Clippers. They have great cap room. They don't really have anybody that's you know they absolutely gotta pay. It's almost a similar situation where he is in Toronto, but I feel like. That team is actually really underrated, and they just have so much that they can put into them. It's almost basically the same thing with Toronto, but the players are, I think, younger. I think I well, don't um, yeah. quote me on that, but no, no, I, no, <laughs> I, no, no, I can I can agree because I was gonna uh, completely make the same exact argument that it would be the Clippers instead of the Lakers. Uh, well, according to what they're saying with the Lakers, since they've acquired. Uh, Anthony Davis, which is not fully, fully official, but it's about as official as uh, hand, a spit in your hand and a handshake in Texas. But hey, uh, I think it's because they still have till July 6th or either July 30th, in which I'll get into uh, why those dates are important. Uh, but uh, when it comes to the fact that they do have AD, I don't think that they really, I, I, I'm heavily surprised they're even interested in trying to acquire Kawhi. And why Kawhi would even be interested in them. Uh, 
just due to the feat he's already done by himself. I, I his, his, they're only lobbying for him actually going there is the fact of him not wanting to have to do it. That load management, those those words he, uh, him or the team of the Spurs have uh, developed load management. Uh, due to those words, that's the only reason why I think he could end up at the Lakers because it is, it is a sure fire you have stars who can score and can make the right plays. Um, now, when it comes to the Clippers, you deal with a better franchise owned wise. Uh, you deal with younger players who are going to build up on, under you and only get better. Uh, and literally, like, just like you said, it's similar, very similar to the uh, to the Toronto situation. Uh, and then you have a great, great coach with Doc Rivers, who's won a championship. And of course, you won your own uh, share of championships also. Uh, but it just makes it extremely stable. I don't know, but if there was only, I really think there's only three great split, uh, spots for him in the NBA, and that would be Toronto, the Clippers, or the Lakers. Uh, I don't know about the Lakers. Uh, I don't know if he wants to do that. Uh, uh, no, no, I, I'm not saying that he he wants to do it because I don't think he wants to do it, but that could possibly be a good fit because you know. When it comes to load management, that whole type of thing, even though you're going to have a very slim bench because you're paying it out on the front end with these stars. Do they even have a bench? They, they, exactly. <laughs> they're, they, they're not going to have much room for a bench. I mean, that's very, very, very. I have uh, six true. players. <laughs> you're right. So we're going to move into the third segment, which is word on the street, where we're going to go into all the the trade rumors that are now, of course, establishing the most interesting uh, part about NBA right now, especially since we're now in the offseason. Uh, now, the headliner is the Lakers have now traded for Anthony Davis, which we've been waiting oh so, oh so long uh, for these things to happen. Uh, Laker Nation is, of course, a, a celebrating. I'm not Laker Nation, but I am LeBron Nation, so I'm definitely still celebrating. Uh, but what they <laughs> traded... Who's the next domino? <laughs> exactly. What is the next domino? But we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna tell you exactly what they traded up uh, for Anthony Davis, which is a lot, uh, personally on my end, I think. Uh, but they, they, in return for Anthony Davis, the Pelicans are gonna receive three first-round picks: Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart. That is three players plus. That's a, that's equivalent to six players, which is a whole whole lot, uh, in my opinion. But do you think that the Lakers paid too much? Well, I'm just going to say, first of all, the Pelicans got the best offer that they could have asked for. Like, seriously. Yes. They they really did. They almost might say they, they might have finessed them, but but when, you, when it comes... A lot of them. <laughs> but when it comes to a player like Anthony Davis, if he really, truly is that dude, this was worth it. I, I think this this was really worth it. Um, this this basically, you know how people were saying that the Lakers were gonna be what number three, two in the West last year, and I was like, no, they out of their mind. But this this actually puts them on that level where really they could be number one um, starting agree. out in the season. But I don't I, think that puts them over the top though. I think this this is a great move for them, but. When you go back and look at it, Anthony Davis does have a problem with staying on the court. He has been injured a few times, um, and he hasn't really shown that he can carry a team. Not, I mean, he doesn't have to, but 
can they really depend on him in those moments? Which will be important because they are going to have a lack of bench if they do go for another match contract player. Uh, they did not give up Kuzma, which uh, kind of instills the idea that they have a whole lot of faith in Kuzma over Ingram, who who had the blood clots. But Pelicans have gotten a large sum, a large ransom for Anthony Davis and, and a full future because I in that whole six players, I didn't include who they – we all know who they're going to draft is Zion Williamson. So they're going to have a show and uh, at the Pelicans. Uh, now, when it comes to the Lakers, I think it's a by expectations, it's a guaranteed uh, one through three spot for the playoffs. Y'all, you have to, by expectations, should be at least in one of the three spots. This, there is no uh, lowering of that expectation for that type of team. Yeah, I agree. The, the- also look at the Pelicans they get that number four pick too so they have the first pick and number four pick in next week's yeah. or, or is it this week's draft yeah it's hey, as of yeah this week uh now they're they're also looking to leverage that four spot and try to get another team to give them a package for that I, probably pick up a couple of veterans but I do think they I don't know I don't know whether you want to have such a young team yeah, um, I feel like they should probably try to maybe get some more picks. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure because this isn't like the NFL. Um, well, so the, the the draft is very top heavy right now. Now, so if you have anything outside of the top three picks, that that it doesn't have as much weight. One reason why the Lakers was very willing to move that uh, number four pick. And it wasn't as attractive to the Pelicans to actually give up a whole lot just for the pick and uh, maybe two players. That's why they gave them everything just to acquire this uh, this trade. Um, Now, what I think the Lakers have in mind is the big picture. They really want Showtime Lakers. uh, They're shooting for a third star. Um, But just to move the conversation on, who do you think is their next target out of the free agents? Well, their their next target is Kawhi Leonard, but I'm pretty sure he's going to just decline that. So I'm thinking they probably try to go after Kyrie Irving, uh, Jimmy Butler, or uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, Maybe in that order. I I, kind of agree. Uh, But and just to kind of go back to... uh, revert back to those dates where I was saying July 6th and July uh, 30th. Now, July 6th is when they say the true deal will be done when it comes to Anthony Davis and all of those players being traded to uh, the Pelicans. But if the Lakers wait till July 30th, they'll uh, free up about roughly about five more million dollars, which will give them more cap room to get an actual max player, which then they'll be shooting for the likes of Kimba, likes uh, Jimmy Butler, like Actually, also uh, new uh, to the list would be Chris Paul uh, because they're looking to. And for some reason, he wants to jump on the he wants to jump on the bad rag, wagon too. <laughs> but I don't think that the Lakers should be looking at older players to be adding to this list. I, I really don't. Think I agree. So. I agree. Um, well, what does he not like being with James Harden, or does or well, is this a sinking ship? Well, may, maybe because I I think that they completely concentrated so much on beating go to state and go to state has beaten themselves uh that now they have to blow up what they have going on because it, it can't it's not going to win against what the tide that's coming the tide what? that's coming is something completely different and they need to get <laughs> become different 
and oh, I guess, I'm guessing this tied is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I'm not even saying it's particularly them, to be real. I'm thinking this is the whole MV- NBA is now a toss-up. It's a whole lot more of a toss-up. Even though we're going to stack the odds again, the odds are going to still get stacked again when it comes to the Lakers. But the Lakers are not going to have a bench. So if one of those players get hurt, it is going to be a long road for any of the players that are left on that team or superstars that are still leading that team. And they're still trying to decide whether they're going to break up that last 30 – 25 to 32 million, whether they're going to break that up over a bench and get some lower max players like uh, um, J.J. Redick from Philly or players like that, or whether they're going to actually go for the max player. Their next target would be Kawhi, but I really don't think that they're going to be able to actually land him. And like that would be a heavy surprise, and they would be a heavy favorite after that point. And we would kind of be like the Golden State. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a that's a cheat code, man. That's yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I, I don't like, want to see wow, that. No, I, I kind of <laughs> don't either. I don't want like I kind of do and I kind of don't. Like it, it just it seems unfair when he's won it by himself and then for him to trade onto a team to get stacked more stacked. It, it's it's like the opposite of what Kevin Durant did, where he lost and went to a winning team, and is and Kawhi would be on a winning team to go to a more winning team. Yeah. Uh, if, if there could be more winning than winning the championship. Uh, but yeah. No, nah, I don't see that. I think the most likely scenario would probably be one of the two players on the 76s, which is Jimmy Butler or Tobias Harris, as yeah. far as those those two guys. I, th- I think it's going to be Jimmy Butler, but I think his pay is a little bit too much. He's going to have to take a cut here. Uh, look, just looking at what he they're going to be looking for what he's going to be looking for in contract wise, he's going to be looking for like 30, 32 million. And that's, that's what they have left. Uh, they're going to need him to take a sizable cut. He's going to have to make some under, under the table deals with LeBron to be in some movies or something in LA uh, for him to uh, come to the team. They need him about at like 15 million just to make this fully work. And I think AD is also going to try to make it work because he's going to waive uh, his $5 million uh, signing bonus to create some more room for the Lakers. They're, they're all committed towards winning here. Yeah, of course. Um, I know Anthony Davis is ready to win a championship. Oh, yeah. But, He's so tired of being New Orleans. Hey, but you can't forget about my guy, Westbrook, man. He's This dude is – this might be their time. If they can get it together and be consistent, be a consistent team <laughs> defensively and make – consistent shots and he makes better like smarter moves when it comes to crunch time and playing with his teammates this I, can I, this this might be i don't know I we'll, guess we'll see this, we'll see it does, okay okay i'm gonna I'm entertain it because this is does leave the opening for any team at this point because the golden state's no longer there they, they no longer not only lost the championship this year but they wiped out the the chances for next year so nobody's afraid of them even being in contention next year. Well, so yes, that does open the door for OKC. And according to trade rumors, word on the street, uh, they might trade and get Blake Griffin, which will be a great look for OKC. It would put them more in contention. I would have more faith in that actually coming true. I don't see how they will get him, though. <laughs> I mean, what, I, what, they have to work I don't know. I, I really don't know their bench like that. I uh, lost interest after they got 
closed out by Damian Lillard with the uh, bye-bye. Uh, but that does move uh, me into hurt. the next segment. Yeah, yeah, it does hurt. So uh, we're gonna. This does move me into uh, one of our last segments here, which is overall when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, what, uh, like, how how do you feel the playoffs went overall, especially since there were no LeBron in these playoffs? I thought it was pretty entertaining, really. Um, I don't think there was there wasn't really that many sweeps. What there was only what two? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, I think the, so. The Bucks swept theirs, and the Warriors swept the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, they did. Yeah, okay. I can't remember which sweeps there were uh, also, but uh, some of the biggest moments from the 2019 playoffs, uh, we would have, like I just was talking about, the Damian Lillard uh, goodbye three-pointer in Paul George's face to shut the OKC out once again in the first uh, round. Before we move on, um, you know, I, I didn't like that, but I still do like <laughs> Damian Lillard. I, I do like Damian Lillard as a player. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like him too, but uh, y'all kind of got your own revenge by Golden State um, shutting up, uh, like sweeping them out to that point. They just got a little bit further along in the playoffs. Uh, now, uh, revenge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then another one of the big moments, of course, where we had Kawhi versus Philly in the corner with uh, with I was about to say Kimba, but uh, I'm referring to um, Joel Embiid. Yes, you. There you go. Yeah, Joel Embiid in the corner. Then both watching that shot bounce about four times before it drops in and seals the fate of the Philadelphia uh, 76ers, which then let the te- Toronto Raptors go on to the next round. Uh, to face the Bucks, uh, that was one of another big moments in, in the playoffs. Can you think of any other big moments other than the injuries when it came to the finals? Um, I guess. I can give you Curry's Curry's what forty nine point uh, game, but that was in a loss, so it doesn't really count as much. No, um, wasn't really, really the biggest moments when it came to the finals. It came to injuries. It came to uh, Kevin Durant coming back too early and tearing his uh, his Achilles. Uh, it came to um, Clay Thompson falling awkwardly, tearing his ACL, wa- uh, limping to the to the locker room, coming back shooting two free throws like he's going to be good, and then walking off to later only find out he has torn his ACL. Uh, I can't think of any. Crazy momentous moment in the finals. I have one. I have one. It was the okay. Clippers. The Clippers coming back against the Warriors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun to watch. <laughs> I forgot how many points they were down by, but it was. Yeah. Right. It, it was. It, it was fun to watch because Patrick Beverly kept bullying uh, Cameron Durant and getting on his nerves. Uh, but and they gave him the big, biggest fight. That was the big attraction, biggest attraction to their actual team because there was a big debate uh, right before the playoffs whether they should be getting worse or whether they should be getting better. Because if they got worse, they could possibly do a whole lot more in the in the draft. But they said we're gonna go so full steam ahead. We're gonna uh, actually win these games and we can win these games. And they made the playoffs. And then what, was that the first round? I think that was the first round, right? Yeah, that was first round. First round, they still did great. They still have a great uh, image on their franchise right now to be attractive to go to because it really might not be the way we we appear them to be right now. Uh, we can we appear them to be a very solid team, and that could be all a mirage. 
Yeah, it, it it might be, but I think they'll make some moves and become more relevant. They, they can. They can be. But they can come up empty just like the Knicks, and I think that's a, that's a big possibility for them. Now, uh, who's the biggest losers from the results of the finals? Was it the Golden State uh, Warriors or was it the Knicks? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I well, it's a heavy debate there. That's a heavy yeah. debate. I'm telling you, it's a I, I guess it's, I guess it's really the Knicks because they're gonna stay irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy that it, it would be the Knicks that take the biggest loss on go to state when losing the finals. But go ahead and explain it. Well, yeah, I, I think it's the Knicks because they they stay irrelevant. They don't get anybody because. They, there were stories going around where Kevin Durant was saying he was going to join the Knicks. He was going to leave the Warriors in free agency and go to the Knicks. And then Kyrie was going to go with him to the Knicks. But now Kevin Durant has gotten injured and he's going to be out for at least a year. And that there's doubt that he would go to the Knicks now, especially seeing that no other player might not go with him. And he would just be carrying more of a load. So you... I mean, the the Knicks, they're just going to stay irrelevant. And the Warriors, even though they lost a, a lot of players due to injury, they're still going to be relevant and winning games. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think I really do think the Knicks are the biggest losers in this final because all within one game, they lost all hope. Uh, well, no, it was it took a couple of steps for, of full hope to be lost because the first uh, domino to drop was them not getting the pick when it came to the lottery. For Zion, I don't know what, why they had so much faith in a lottery situation to even get that first pick, but that was the first little uh, strike to the Knicks' heart, the Knicks Nation's heart. Now, they were like, you know what? We're still good. We're still going to get uh, Kyrie. We're still going to get uh, we're still gonna get Kevin Durant, which I really thought, I, even after his calf strain, I really still thought he was going to the Knicks, but I really don't think it's even possible. He goes to the Knicks now. Who goes to a franchise for a full year with, when you're hurt to a new franchise, a new facility, a new city, and depend on these people for a year when you can't do nothing for them? And even after that year start ends, the clock really does begin again. It begins really fast after that year hits. And what, let's say he needs that extra time to actually recover. Uh, then the, the clock is still ticking on what he can do for them which just makes it a whole lot more likely he signs back with the Golden State Warriors and they stay as they are. Yeah. As far as that, do you think he goes and signs a max or do you think he picks up his option? He picks up his option, which I, like I was saying before, I would want, I would think that they would finagle their way out of that. And I think you somehow get him to sign a two year. You get him to sign a two year or a three year. Because we know one of those years is trash. One of those years is scratch. He's not going to be able to do anything for you. But come to the facilities, look good, maybe show up for some commercials. That's about it. Uh, but nah, no, no, you have to sign him for a two-year deal. Now, when it comes to Clay, Clay can take that one year. We'll give Clay that one year, and he'll come back for the playoffs, give him a good run. They'll be, they'll be just beginning in their new stadium, and they do need the fans to show up. Those are very expensive seats. Well, I, I feel like they're just going to sign Clay anyway. Like, like they're going to give him 
the max amount that they can offer him. Yeah, I, I heard that they're going to be giving him a five-year max, uh, but it's, I think it depends on how their money works. It's, they're, they're, they're in a very strange position that they're going to have to lock in future assets, very valuable future assets that cannot help them in the upcoming year, uh, and leverage getting younger. That, so the thing is, in two years from now, they could literally be very behind in in the league, but they're gonna have to take the they're gonna have to take the risk because it's it's too risky not to go the other way and keep these players. Definitely, but one thing: Do you think KD will miss out if he doesn't max out now? Like, let's say he comes back and he's not the same player that he was before, and he only signs a two-year deal with the Warriors, like you were saying. Do you think he he never gets that offer again where he's able to get a huge amount of money? Oh, yeah. Like you said, yes, I think he uh, – well, let me rephrase that. He will not get that uh, deal again if he does not sign that with the Golden State Warriors or he doesn't sign that now with a strange team, a team he's not with. Like he his his moment is now, but the smartest move is to stay with the team you're with. That's why I think he's going to sign the extension with Golden State, and and that injury sealed his fate to stay in Golden State. And now he he won't move on. There is no breaking up of the band uh, when it comes to this uh, this team. I, I just don't see it happening because it's just not smart. You you built a a surface le- level legacy, and you've just gotten up under their skin. You've just gotten into their hearts when it comes to the Warriors fans. So why not ride this out and at least solidify your past future, your past history with the team, even if you can't reach that height in the future? Yeah, well said. I agree. So uh, now we're we're ending it there and uh, starting into the next episode, which will air next Sunday. I, uh, I can't really pin down the date right now. It's probably the 20th of June. Sorry, not the 20th, but it would be the 24th of June. That'll be our next airing. And we will be brought in the subjects to more football, basketball, and sometimes UFC when it comes to the big fights. Now we're moving into the question uh, part all multiple choice your guess is about as good as mine because muhammad comes up the questions i just try to answer them which of the following past nba players has the most rings a magic johnson b tim duncan or c robert ory oh and i actually know this question I, (laughs) i i confidently know this one like I confidently, this finally I confidently know one, but we'll, we'll we'll get into a little more commentary about that one. Go ahead and repeat it back for them. Questions and answers. All right. Which of the following past NBA players has the most rings? A. Magic Johnson. B. Tim Duncan. Or C. Robert Ory. And these are all very big greats. Now, of course, Magic Johnson played for the Lakers and. I'm not going to tell you how many he won, along with uh, Tim Duncan, who played for the San Antonio Spurs. And then you have Robert Ory, which played with a different couple different teams uh, and been on a couple different championship teams. Um, but go ahead and we're going to give you he's going to repeat it one more time for you in questions and answers and I'll give you four seconds. 
Okay. Which of the following past NBA players has the most rings? A, Magic Johnson, B, Tim Duncan, or C, Robert Ory? Oh, yeah, and I know this one. And you have three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Two, one. All right, so I'm going to make it a little bit longer because I'm, I'm sure I know this answer. Uh, but to kind of give you a story, um, Magic Johnson, he's won all of his championships with the Lakers. He didn't win it with any other teams, all with the Lakers. Uh, now, Tim Duncan also, once again, he's a, a lifetime one with his franchise, which is the San Antonio Spurs. He also won uh, a good amount of championship with them. Both of them won five. Uh, Magic Johnson won five championships. Tim Duncan also won five championships. Now, Robert Ory is a lesser known uh, player, but very pivotal. He was on six straight. Sorry, not six straight. Uh, he was on four straight, four straight championship teams and also won championships with three different teams. He won two with the Rockets. He won two with the uh, Lakers. And he also won two with the Spurs, which makes six. And so my answer is C, Robert Ory. Okay. Yeah, that's that's right. It's, it's Robert Ory. Um, yeah. But you, you were wrong about the amount of rings, though. You know that he, future song called Seven Rings? That's how many, that's how many he rings he, he has. Seven rings. Seven, that is right. It is seven. I thought he might have been in five straight. Uh, that's what threw me off. I thought he might have been in five straight championships because I know the Rockets, he won earlier in his career. Uh, and then he won. He was at the Lakers and went to the Spurs all within the same years they were facing each other uh, well, he, in the championships. He had three with the Lakers. You're right. Three with the Lakers, so he had the three-peat, plus he had the two with the Spurs the following years after the three-peat. But uh, we're going to go into the next question. Go ahead. Which of the following teams did Shaquille O'Neal not play for during his career? A, Phoenix Suns, B, Atlanta Hawks, or C, Boston Celtics? Mm -hmm. And that would actually make it a little hard because Shaq went on a lot of teams, especially in the late part of his career. He was taking a tour. He was, he was <laughs> trying to find that uh, that fifth ring. He was trying to at least match Kobe on these rings. Uh, just, he ended up he ended up with having four. But you can yep. go ahead and repeat that okay. question and answer. All right. Which of the following teams did Shaquille O'Neal not play for during his career? A. Phoenix Suns. B, Atlanta Hawks, or C, Boston Celtics? And I, I know this one, too. I'm pretty solid on this one. I, I like this this question. Uh, nice fun fact. But he played for a lot of teams. Like, it, this really would be hard if you even knew he played for a lot of teams. <laughs> but uh, especially that late in his career, like I was saying. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, one more time. With the answer in question. All right. Which of the following teams did Shaquille O'Neal not play for during his career? A. Phoenix Suns. B. Atlanta Hawks. Or C. Boston Celtics. And I'll give you three seconds. Two. One. Very solid with this answer. Also, 
And might as well just step all the way out there. He, I know he played for the Phoenix Suns, and he also played for the uh, Boston Celtics. So he, he's never played for B, the Atlanta Hawks. That is correct. Yes. Well, wow. these, these questions were easier. Well, no, it's not easy because you had to know sports to know those questions. But that's that's the type of questions we want to uh, get a, uh, get the people to <laughs> want to say. If you don't know the answer, now you know the answer, and it's crazy fact to know. But, hey, we definitely had a lot of fun in this session. So uh, we're going to join you on uh, Sunday, June 24th, for our next episode where we're going to be broadening the subject a little more. We'll still be having fun. We'll still have the trivia. Or we're still going to make things uh, even more progressive as we grow here. Uh, but um, as I said before, we've had a lot of fun. We hope to have you here with us again. And uh, this was... So you think you know sports. Good night.